At Online MedEd, we walk you through every topic in detail so you're ready for the boards and the wards. In the first trimester lab's lesson, we learned your job was to screen broadly. As the third trimester comes to a close, and it's not exactly the third trimester, but it is now recommended between ages of 20 to 28 weeks that you investigate for three major diseases. As you round out the second semester and the third trimester begins, what you should be looking for are three diseases. Gestational diabetes, autoimmunization, and maternal anemia. That's going to come down to mom's hemoglobin, mom's RH or rhesus antigen status, and looking for the blood sugar. Let's talk about each one of these one at a time. Gestational diabetes is diabetes that develops during pregnancy. That is diabetes that starts after 20 weeks. The patient is going to be an asymptomatic screen. You're going to check everybody for gestational diabetes. Diabetes itself is a problem during fetal development in the first eight weeks where it really messes up the cardiac system. Gestational diabetes is harmful to mom because she has high blood sugar, and it can result in big babies, macrosomia, which leads to shoulder dyscocia. So you do want to control the blood sugar in mom even though we're catching it after 20 weeks where the critical development is over, it can still cause problems for mom and baby. Women who are at increased risk for gestational diabetes are going to be those who are obese, BMI greater than 30, someone who has had a history of gestational diabetes in previous pregnancies, or those who are already pre-diabetic, also called insulin insensitivity. This causes you to screen someone maybe even earlier than 20 to 26 weeks, but you, for in general, you can wait towards the latter half of the second trimester before you screen for gestational diabetes. I want to point out some differences between internal medicine and obstetrics. So that's going to be the highlight because you learn about diabetes a lot in medicine and endocrinology. It is very different in obstetrics. First, to diagnose gestational diabetes, you know the A1C is the best test. Absolutely wrong. The A1C measures the past 90 days, an average. It's useful when you're screening an older person for diabetes because presumably they had high sugar all along. If mom develops di diabetes after 20 weeks, the A1C is going to show you what happened during the first trimester where she didn't have diabetes. You'll also hear the two-hour glucose tolerance test. This is actually gaining favor at some obstetric centers. It is the old test before the A1C that we use to screen patients for diabetes. I bring these up because the A1C is going to be sitting there. It's always the wrong answer for gestational diabetes. And the two-hour glucose tolerance test sounds right because in obstetrics, you do a one-hour glucose tolerance test and a three-hour glucose tolerance test. The one-hour glucose tolerance test is the asymptomatic screen around 20 weeks where you give a 50-gram glucose load. It, is te it tests positive. She screens in if she's greater or equal to 140 milligrams per deciliter 
one hour after that glucose load. If she's below that, she's done. Don't need to think about it again. If she is greater than 140, you would go on to the three-hour glucose tolerance test where you give 100 grams glucose load and then measure four different values. Fasting, one hour, two hour, and three hour levels. The number cutoff that you use for internal medicine is 120. 120, 125, greater than that, you've got diabetes on the fasting sugar. For women who are pregnant, you want to screen them positive sooner than that, and you want to have tighter glucose control during pregnancy. So the values for the three-hour glucose tolerance test are going to be a fasting sugar greater than 90, a one-hour test greater than 180, a two-hour test greater than 155, and a three-hour test greater than 140. You need any two to be positive. If she has gestational diabetes, the treatment is going to be on your exam, insulin. Insulin is the only right answer, and you generally target postprandial sugars. And your goal is to get them below 180. In internal medicine, we usually use before meals or preprandial sugars trying to target a value less than 120. In pregnant women, you should use insulin and target postprandial sugars to try to get them less than 180 to see if you're doing the right thing. Yes, orals have started to be used in pregnancy, but the right answer that we know is super safe is to use insulin. This is the one that required the most conversation because it's the only time we'll encounter this. And so I wanted to go over it in detail, learning that you're going to screen somebody around 20 weeks who didn't have diabetes, who now does, not to use the A1C or the glucose tolerance test, but instead to use the one-hour and the three-hour test. You need any two on the three-hour to be positive, and you'll treat with insulin targeting the postprandials most of the time. Alloimmunization has its own lesson, so I'm going to go through this in brief. The idea here is that mom is RH antigen negative, and she happened to have had a baby who was RH antigen positive. This led mom to become RH antibody positive. If she has an RH antigen-positive child again, her antibodies will be able to attack it. That is, will attack the baby and lead to fetal anemia. This is why it's a big deal. The patient is going to be someone who screened in during the first trimester labs. So you're only going to take an RH antigen-negative mom during the first trimester labs and consider talking about alloimmunization at this point. You're going to do a screen. The first thing you're going to do is ask, does she already have the antibodies developed? If she is RH antibody positive, you're going to do something very different because why you screen her now, it's already too late, you can't do anything about it. See what that means in a minute. If she is instead RH antibody negative, then you can protect her immune system from ever developing antibodies so she won't attack a future child. If she is RH antibody negative and baby could be RH antigen positive, that is dad is antigen positive or the status is unknown, you are going to give 
RHD immune globulin, Rogam. This is antibody against the antigen. It hides the antigen from mom's immune system. You'll give this at 28 weeks. And within 72 hours of delivery. And delivery here doesn't mean vaginal or cesarean. It does. It, it includes that. But anytime there might be fetal maternal blood mixing, that is a chance for mom's immune system to see the Rh antigen positive baby's blood. So you want to give uh, Rh immune globulin at 28 weeks and within 72 hours of delivery. We talk a lot more about this during the alloimmunization lesson. So if you have Rh antibody positive mom and you happen to have an Rh antigen positive baby, you now are concerned with fetal anemia. But you must have a mom who started off rhesus antigen negative and who got paired up with a father who is rhesus antigen positive. And during this pregnancy, mom had Rh antibody positive, and they were in the sufficient titers to cause a problem, and they're in the right type to cause a problem. See more on that on the owl immunization lecture. If then you have this complete setup, where baby could be antigen positive, and she has antibodies, and she's got titers, and they're the right type, then what you do is a transcranial Doppler to assess for fetal anemia. And ultimately, what you could do is a PUBS, but ch chances are the PUBS is going to be incorrect because most of the time you just deliver. PUBS is the only way to transfuse baby. That's generally not done. And lastly, maternal anemia. We talked about this during the first trimester labs. Remember, hemoglobin is a concentration. It is a concentration of the red blood cell mass inside some water called plasma. Now, we know the red blood cell mass goes up, but the plasma volume, the circulating volume, goes up more to reduce the viscosity of the blood in order to deliver blood to the baby. She has more red blood cells than she did when she started, but because it's a concentration, the hemoglobin is lower. A normal nadir, that is what you expect the drop in the blood counts to be, what you expect the lower limit of a normal hemoglobin at week 28 is, is 10. And in general, hemoglobin times 3 is the hematocrit. Some people are crit people. Some people are hemoglobin people. They're interchangeable effectively. 10 and 30 is where you expect them to get normally around 28 weeks. If, however... They are getting lower than that. They may have an iron deficiency. The reflex of maternal anemia should be iron deficiency. The patient is going to be an asymptomatic screen. Everybody gets it around week 28. And you're just going to get a CBC or simply a hemoglobin. The diagnosis is going to be made. Hemoglobin less than 10 or hematocrit less than 30, which is the same, effectively the same thing. And you should, you should reflex to iron studies. Iron studies, as you'll learn in medicine, the ferritin will be low, the MCV will be very low, and the RDW elevated. 
they're probably not going to throw anything else at you. It's not fair because chances are it's iron deficiency anemia and you treat with iron. Just as a point, you know that prenatal vitamins include folate. Folate is taken to prevent neural tube defects. Very rarely is it the cause of maternal anemia. So if you think of vitamin deficiency, think of iron, not folate. Okay, three broad strokes, three different diseases, all of which happen to be screened for around the same time, 20 to 28 weeks. Gestational diabetes, high risk if obese, had it before or currently have prediabetes. Don't use the A1C or the two-hour glucose tolerance test. Do use insulin. For autoimmunization, what matters is that mom has an antigen-negative status. If she's antibody-negative and baby is, could be antigen-positive, protect her with RD immune globulin at 28 weeks and 72 hours of delivery. If mom already has developed antibodies and this baby could have the antigen, then you need to rule out and screen for fetal anemia. We'll talk more about that in that lesson. Maternal anemia, your hemoglobin is supposed to drop, but her red blood cell mass is up. If you find an anemia in obstetrics at around the third trimester, then you probably have iron deficiency. Give iron. Don't be tricked by folate. Folate is for neural tube defects, not maternal anemia. That is third trimester labs.